Hello, my loves. Welcome back to another episode of Shots of Serenity podcast. Of course, we're going to start the podcast episode by asking, how are you? How are you doing today? How was your week? How are you feeling? All the things. If you are a new subscriber, then we just want to let you know that we love to start our episodes with a true check-in. And not just a, I'm good, I'm okay check-in, but truly, how are you feeling? And you can feel free to make note of this on your notes. Say it out loud if you're in a safe space, nobody's judging you. If you want to do a voice memo, whatever suits you best to really just take a couple of moments to really reflect on how you're feeling. So as you guys can tell by the episode title, we have a juicy episode today and I have a wonderful guest of course you guys know I believe all of our interviewees all of our guests are simply amazing and truly a divine gift to be in community with at least for me you know (laughs) so this week's episode we are talking all things sound healing spiritual wellness and essentially a beautiful addition to what we really love to advocate for on this platform which is holistic wellness and however that suits you in this moment and wherever you are in space So we had the amazing pleasure, y'all. I think I'm still on a high from the conversation. Uh, You guys know I'm learning to do better with having interview conversations. I literally kind of sink into the conversation. I forget like, oh, snap, we're recording. And this was definitely one of those situations. Um, But it was an amazing experience. So anyways, I'm going to stop rambling. I had a beautiful conversation with Miss Divinity. She is a spiritual wellness practitioner, a sound healing therapist, a hoodoo woman, and just an amazing individual. I really hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. I hope you were able to get some nuggets and gems because I certainly did. And yeah, y'all, I can't wait to hear how you guys felt about the episode and our DMs and our emails. You guys know this is a safe space. So feel free to reach out to us so that we can continue the conversation from these episodes. Anyways, you guys, I hope you enjoy. And welcome to Shots of Serenity, where you can find dope conversations and a peace of mind. This podcast is not meant to be a replacement for counseling or psychotherapy. I encourage each and every one of you to seek out a licensed helping professional as you see fit. This podcast was established as a safe space to continue the conversation of mental health and all of its manifestations. Now, let's get into it. Alrighty, y'all. So I am really blessed and really excited to be able to exchange energy with this individual. Uh, You guys know I like to kind of give background story as to 
how I met to the individual that I'm talking to. And to be honest, I stepped out on faith. Like I found her on TikTok. I was following her and I ended up following her Instagram. Really just love the offering she provides. And I was just like, let's, let's go for it. The worst that can happen is she tells me no. Uh, but thankfully, we were able to have a conversation. And I'm just so excited to be in community with her. And just really thankful for her to just take some time out to join us on this platform and share her offerings. So I have Miss Divinity in the room. And I will start this episode off by asking, who are you today? Peace, everyone. I'm so grateful to be here. And thank you for allowing me to be here, for even presenting this opportunity to me. I'm so grateful to be able to be here. So thank you. (laughs) And so who am I? You know, that is a very beautiful and divine question. Um, I've been asked this plenty of times. (laughs) And what I can say is, I am a source of light, a source of love, a being that is here in physical form to help uplift the earth, the inhabitants on the earth as, you know, people here. (laughs) And I'm here to facilitate healing, our growth, and our evolution. So um, it took me a while to kind of really sit into and accept what I was coming here to do. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when we come into this earth, we are experiencing a lot of traumas and pains that we go through, especially in our childhood. But as we grow and as we evolve and we become young adults and adults, we learn a lot more about who we are and what we're here to do. And most of us are accepting and some of us are not. So again, who I am is just a lovely being here that is here to help facilitate uh, universal healing and growth. Yes, I I love that. I love starting off the podcast with that question because it's such a it's such a open question, a, a question that can invite you know just someone to show their light, kind of like what you said. I feel like you are like you are like like what you said affirming your statement because I know I started this off by saying oh I found her on TikTok like oh I just randomly scroll just looking for people like no there's so many people on TikTok but your energy like exude just from like your pictures and <laughs> Thank you. Of course. And like not taken away from all the other beautiful people on TikTok. um, But it was just something about about you that was just like, wow, she's a dope human being. Like, you know, (laughs) right now, I think we are in a collective consciousness. So healing right now is so beautiful. Um, But through social media right now, you don't even know who's really providing actual healing and who's not. Girl, look at me started (laughs) (laughs) we can can definitely talk about that too but I had no question as to is this authentic like no source was like like she's divine you don't even got to worry about it like it speaks (laughs) to you so that when I say it's truly an honor to be in community with you I feel like I had to go through an imposter syndrome like should I even reach out to her like she's too much of a goddess like to be speaking to me and had to do I am so humble like y'all have no idea 
idea. Like when you're on this path and you're doing this spiritual work, spirit will put you back in your place and remind you who you are and what you came here to do and to keep that ego in check. So it listen, there is no way <laughs> spirit will sit me down like ah ah yeah. What did we say? <laughs> Yes, yeah. and I definitely appreciate that because I know kind of speaking to what you were talking about in the beginning, like, you know, you weren't, you didn't fully embody this two days ago. So the fact that you can provide offerings to individuals like me, I kind of explained, um, you know, some of my background and getting into the healing space, getting into the wellness space. So the fact that, like you said, you don't allow ego to drive you in a sense we're like nah I'm too good for this like we're not right. doing this Take and it's over. Mm-hmm. I just again just greatly appreciate that big gratitude and again it really just speaks to you you know as an individual because we're <laughs> over here you. on a Monday night at eight o'clock having a okay. conversation <laughs> I love it right so okay so you are a multifaceted being like you're a hoodoo woman and you identify as a spiritual wellness practitioner and you do sound healing. Like, I'm sure I'm missing a lot of things, but with that, like, and the list go on and on. <laughs> but instead of me messing it up, I want to ask you, like, what offerings and services do you provide? Okay. So what I help people is, is removing blockages. I help people deal with their traumas, deal with things that they're suppressing, not addressing. It can most definitely be like a form of shadow work. But essentially what I help people do is get to the root. A lot of people want to be at a certain level, at a certain place. They want to do other certain things, but they haven't addressed ABC first and you jump into XYZ. (laughs) So so I'm like, okay, but first Uh we have to start here and then we can move there. I see where you're trying to go, but, but we're going to, we're going to attack this root problem first. Right. So that's what I do. I help people get to the root of their problems energetically and spiritually. And we work through that and we push past that and we transform our lives. Now I do that by way of sound therapy. People come to see me and get actual therapy sessions. Um, I do that also with spiritual counseling. I also do the divination readings where I access, I access our spirit, our ancestors, our spiritual team can come in and they can speak and they can answer questions and I, that you may have, mm-hmm. um, that better helps you and empower you. And, um, I also am just a sister, a mother and a lover. Okay. <laughs> it's a lot of things. Yeah. So that is who I am. I'm just really one of the many wonderful human beings here that are here to help us transform and grow. Now, we always talk about being in the age of Aquarius. We Mm. talk about the divine feminine rising. And so when this happens, they have to place beings in position to help facilitate this movement, this transformation that we're going through, this evolution as our collective consciousness. Mm -hmm. And so what I try to do is make sure that I listen. Mm-hmm. I'm obedient mm-hmm. and I stay in line with what I'm supposed to be doing. Yes. <laughs> and I help assist the earth. I help assist us 
and doing what we need to do so that we can so that we can continue to grow and to grow and evolve and not stay in a stagnant place or any type of place that holds us back from achieving our greatest potential. Yeah. Wow. So beautifully said. Uh, two seconds before we started recording, I found out that you are a Virgo, so an Earth element. Um, <laughs> so you and the connection with Earth is divine in itself. And yeah. I'm curious to wonder, like, how, because to be able to do this work, there, there must be some type of strong connection with one's intuition. So how do you foster the connection with your intuition, especially in a world where, you know, people um, advocate for a lot of science, like if it doesn't make sense, then how do I know if it's right, as opposed to you leading with your mind, body, spirit, your ancestors, all, all the beautiful tools that you utilize. So how do you gain that connection and that relationship with your intuition? Well, this has been built since I was nine years old. Okay. <laughs> I can say I have been working on my connection with my intuition mm -hmm. since I have been young. And your intuition feels like an inner knowing, just a powerful knowing that this is what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. No, I don't need to go here. Yes, I need to go there. You know, your intuition, it moves you, it drives you mm -hmm. and you feel this stirring yeah. within you. Like some people are like, I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Or they might say, you know, I just had a feeling that I was supposed to go here and do this. And then, oh, my uh -huh. God, it worked out amazing, you uh -huh. know? <laughs> yes. So um, building that connection with myself, that it is, it's been a lifelong journey. And mm -hmm. as far as helping others build that connection with themselves, um, I teach them a lot about taking time to slow down, mm -hmm. taking time to really be present with themselves aware of themselves mm -hmm. and sometimes we're just going and going and going and going we're not stopping to just relax mm -hmm. and take it easy and if we do we're going to sleep you know right so, <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's like you have to intentionally set that time to really feel your own energy move up and down left and right throughout mm -hmm. you you know and there are practices uh like exercises and things that i have on my youtube that uh, help people just really connect with themselves connect with their um ancestors and intuition and stuff like that so um it's really just been me knowing that this is what it is yeah. like i feel like being born this way uh -huh. you know like you come with like an inner knowing yes and then it grows and it evolves with you and then you teach others how to access themselves and tap into themselves to know that what they need for their life and their life path a lot of the wisdom comes from them going inward mm. and being able to access their ancestors are just you know even if possible past lives if you can you know mm -hmm. it's just being able to move all of the disruptions and distractions around you mm -hmm. and sitting with yourself and you'll be so surprised how much will come to you how much will be revealed to you as you walk on your own path and journey and then you'll have this inner knowing that just feels so 
firm and Mm -hmm. profound and that you can't shake it. You can't get rid of it. And then boom, there you are. You you know, your intuition is tapped in. You do the things you need to do. So, so that's how that pretty much worked for me. (laughs) Not you. No. And it's like, I asked that for, for me to know. And as well, obviously for the listeners, especially Mm -hmm. because I have been myself doing a lot of like, sacral chakra solar plexus work and really learning how to tap into my intuition because similar I feel like ever since I was younger I've always had like this like this this understanding and this knowing however I myself and I've talked about this on the podcast have Mm -hmm. been experiencing like you know um self-doubt and all the things and I feel like my intuition is leaving me and I know that's not the case. (laughs) Um, But even just me doing little practices was like making decisions on my own, like small decisions. I told you I'm a Taurus. So my partner would be like, Oh, what do you want? Uh, What do you want to eat? I'm like, I don't know. What do you want to eat? And I like flip it. And I'm like, no, well, what do you want to eat? Like make that decision on your own. Or Mm -hmm. I'm like, Hey, should I turn left or turn right? And I'm like, let me not ask that. Let's 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 use this as an uh physical exercise, a soul exercise and kind of just go with my gut. And that has been very helpful. I'm definitely still on the journey. I think we're always going to be on the journey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I myself have been like just trying to tap back into my intuition. So, I definitely yes, received Yes, my third eye. You got to work with your third eye. If you want, if you feel like it's leaving you, you feel like you can't hear it, you got to tap back into it. You want to start doing exercises to open your third eye and connect with your third eye. Your third eye is your intuition vortex. And that what sinks you to the physical things that you're doing on earth and the spiritual things that you're doing as well. And so I always tell people like, these seven main chakras are kind of like message boards for what's out of balance mm-hmm. within our lives, spiritually and physically. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like you're not in tune with your intuition, you have to find exercises that are going to open up your third eye and sync you more with your third eye. Mm, okay. Well, see, at this point, do I got to pay you for my ser- for that service? <laughs> because, okay, I, I wouldn't say I'm working on the wrong chakra because like you said, it's all like it's an alignment. I think we'll all benefit from working for, um, through your different chakras, but I'm really going to take that into consideration tonight and figure out like what are some things right now (laughs) right like we don't have time to play like you said we got one body one life i Mm -hmm. i gotta be serious about this right but that is beautiful that's beautiful to know and i'll definitely um take that into deep consideration i'm like thinking and it's like okay here now (laughs) right it's so funny i do a few other podcasts and y'all be asking me questions and then we get so deep into you (laughs) like wait 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 (laughs) that's why earlier when we were talking about oh how long is this gonna ask i've kind of just been like honoring the process you know i'm gonna respect Mm -hmm. your time but wherever we're led we're led so that's what it is yes Yes. so i i (laughs) greatly appreciate that so my third eye okay definitely going to tap into that if you don't mind without giving too much of your goodies of course at the end we're going to provide um the listeners with any services that you provide i know you're having a beautiful workshop coming up so all the things that you offer 
what are some exercises one could even do to work on maybe, okay, this is, hoping this is not too much of a question. Maybe like one exercise, maybe mm-hmm. per chakra you could do. Is that, is that too much? Well, it would be going a lot into if we do per chakra, but what I can do is tell you for the third eye. Third eye. Okay. <laughs> yes. So, um, I didn't want to be too selfish. Right. I was just going to say the third eye, but I'm like, okay, what if someone's listening and they want to start? And they need the it out. Right. Right. Then, look, then y'all got to come find me. Come yeah. look a session or I'll be posting some stuff on my, um, YouTube as well. Um, but essentially, if you want to open your third eye, if you want to connect back with your intuition, what you will have to do is picture, and this is an exercise that you can do whenever you are in a relaxed, comfortable space. This is not to be done anywhere else other than a relaxed, comfortable, safe space. <laughs> so um, I want you to visualize, and I always tell people this, like a sphere. It's going to be a white sphere. Okay. And I want you to visualize it spinning just right in front of your third eye, right in front of it. So you'll visualize the circle spinning. It's white. It could be a very bright white ball. It could be a misty ball. However you want to picture this white ball spinning. And when we start to elevate with, well, when I go to the next level with this, I'll teach you something else. But for here, we're just going to start spinning this ball. Mm-hmm. And we're going to move this ball into your third eye and you will feel this. You move it into your third eye and then you can move it back out. And then you'll move it back into your third eye. And then you're going to picture this ball expanding around your entire head. And when this happens, you're going to be asking for the wisdom and for the guidance that you need. You're going to be asking to be anchored back into yourself so that you can hear yourself and you can understand yourself and you want to be able to move in the right direction in life. So essentially what we do is we put these thoughts and we put these feelings into this white ball Mm -hmm. before we move it into ourselves. But you can also move it into yourself as beginner practice, just moving that light in and out, Mm -hmm. just in and out and expanding it around your head, your crown. And then you can start to expand it around your entire body. And then once you move to the next level, you'll be able to put all of your wants and desires into this ball itself. Mm-hmm. And you'll be able to move it through your third eye back out, back in and expand. Wow. So beautiful. <laughs> because yeah, even in that moment, like you said, um, being in a safe space, quiet, I just couldn't help but close my eyes. <laughs> and, look, it's okay. And <laughs> and do it and <sighs> energy is so beautiful it's so yes. beautiful it's so divine like something just as quote-unquote simple as imagining that source that light could seem very like oh but even in that moment I I personally felt like it made me 
it reminded me of my power, like within. Yes. And I'm mm-hmm. not even in the Zen safe space. So I'm just like, imagine if the lights are off, uh, you know, I'm mm-hmm. down. So thank you so much for that beautiful offering. And, and I'm going to do it tonight. And at this point, we have each other's numbers. I won't annoy <laughs> you, but I'm going to tell you how it went. <laughs> Right, right. Tell me how it went. Look, this is, this is something that people can feel. And this is energetic work mm-hmm. that you do on yourself. So um, it's something that you can do whenever, just as long as you're in a safe, protected space. Because when you are opening yourself up to energy, you want to make sure that you're not um, kind of influenced by anything else around you. And you're making sure that you're in a loving, protected space. And so the so that you can be protected and cared for when you're doing energetic work, because when you open yourself up, mm-hmm. you know, you can always open yourself up to whatever. So that's why we want to make sure that we're in our protected spaces that we feel most comfortable in. Right, right. OK, makes sense. All right. I got it. OK, putting back the interview hat back on. We're focusing. Um, <laughs> we talked about we were going um, into the space of how you were able to tap into your intuition. And you stated that you had this sense of knowing since you were nine. So that brings me to my follow up question. What brought you to this work? I'll share a story. Um, and this is a story I've been meaning to share even on my social media platform. Wow, when I was a, right, right. So you're hearing it first. <laughs> when I was nine, I was young. I was kind of, um, I was in a household that had a lot of arguing and yelling going on, and it was just heavy. My mother had me young; she had me at sixteen, and so you can imagine you know, the things that she went through and how I was evolving as a young girl with a young girl. So so because of the traumas and the things that I was going through, I felt like I needed to call in assistance. Mm -hmm. I felt like I needed some divine intervention Mm -hmm. to come with me and figure out what the heck was going on Mm -hmm. in my living arrangements and all kinds of stuff. You know, like Mm -hmm. I lived in a nice home and it was fine, but it's just energetically and how broken Mm -hmm. my mother was and the things that she was going through. It was just heavy on me as her child and so um what I did was I called in my ancestors I sat there I had a card I created a card for them Mm -hmm. and I wrote down you know I said I love you you know um come come through you know or whatever I said on that card called them in Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I asked for my grandmother specifically And I remember turning and looking at the closet and it was pitch black. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, I just felt like it was a portal. And I had threw the card in there. And ever since my my ancestors were coming to me, they were waking me up at two o'clock in the morning on the dot every single day since 2 a.m. And at the time I was so young, I was like, what did I do? (laughs) You know, but and I never found that card. Nobody has ever found that card. Wow. Like it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Nobody chills. Wow. Okay. Seriously. Uh-huh. And so you know how some people in the church go in the closet to pray? Yeah. 
this, I didn't know this at the time, but it all makes sense now that I'm an adult. Mm -hmm. That's why I say just like our higher selves or our inner being, just knowing instinctually things to do. And so my grandmother has been with me ever since. Yeah, That woman is in spirit. She has not left me. And now we have a relationship and things, a connection now, and I'm not so freaked out like I was when I was little, but I was like, doing stuff Mm -hmm. and I really called them in Mm -hmm. and they really helped us (laughs) so it was just like I mean and this is my family this is my lineage I'm not talking about a deity I'm not Mm -hmm. talking about an entity I'm not talking about being I'm talking about the people who made and birthed me right I left this earth but their spirit can still linger on and you can still call them in right and so that is what really jump-started my life yeah. <laughs> and it jump started my path and my intuition and who I am today because I realized I had this power even from just a child mm-hmm. an inner knowing to just call on them and their help when I need them yeah and they showed up wow that was so beautifully put in so many pieces so processing my thoughts uh especially because i maybe a a year ago so i grew up in a christian home you know Mm -hmm. and i've shared this before on the podcast um and you know just talking to quote-unquote spirits is this is that um so i've always kind of been quote-unquote apprehensive about something that I've experienced when I was younger, like, you know, always being deeply connected with source, but in my own way. Um, Mm -hmm. So maybe about a year ago, I was, I don't know if you know, Debbie Brown, she made, Mm -hmm. she made a, um, a podcast episode about with another interviewee about like, um, you know, if you want to start working with your ancestors. And I myself have never experienced anyone who passed away that closely to me that I knew. So I was always scared. I'm like, what if I call in the wrong spirits? Like always just so apprehensive, very much so from society's mm-hmm. projection about mm-hmm. you know, what could quote unquote go wrong. But being led by source and being open to the experience I think for the first time I went and I bought a white candle. I went and <laughs> all the yes. I should have my cup of water. I had my crystals. Yes. Um, and it was such a life changing experience to be able be to connect. And it's insane. And it's something that is so hard to even articulate. That's why I'm just so thankful that you articulated it so well through your storytelling because the way you presented it in in the beautiful package it didn't seem like oh this is this is forceful it didn't make sense like no right sense for your situation something that at that moment seemed very like okay let's try it out how Mm -hmm. it essentially opened a portal for you to walk into the woman that you are today and it sure did (laughs) (laughs) and I'm just so thankful I'm so thankful that you were able to articulate that in such a beautiful way and I'm sure for those that needed to receive it in the way that your intentions were received it but I'm just so thankful to be in a space that you were able to paint that picture 
in such a welcoming and comforting way, uh, especially yeah. for our community that feels like, and I mean the African-American community that feels like, oh, this is <laughs> demonic and blah, blah, like, right. no, this is our ancestry. <laughs> like, this is readily available to you. I heard this saying that... um mm-hmm the black people have privilege and that privilege is like that easy connection with the divine and with source and spirit. And I took that and ran with it because truly, (laughs) truly. So. Yes. And see, the thing, and so that's why I was saying, you know, you can be Christian and you can honor your ancestors. That's not honoring your lineage and the people who created you and made you. It's nothing demonic or crazy about that. Mm-hmm. It's just you saying, you know, hey, I appreciate you creating this path for me on earth to be who I am today and to rise in this. Thank you for your sacrifices and the things that you went through to help me be so beautiful and wonderful and empowered today. Yeah. You know, so it's has ancestor veneration has nothing to do with your religion. Mm-hmm. All it has to do with is you your connection to the ones who paved the way for you. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, okay, your interview, this is not a personal conversation. I mean, it is, but, um, uh, all I, the only words coming out, just beautiful, just <laughs> beautiful because truly when you put it plain and simple, there's nothing quote unquote, wrong or weird with the fact that we talk about slavery we talk about all these things that we were brutally put through but let's take away the beautiful pieces of it like our people pay like you said they paved the the way they went through all these things the absolute least we can do is honor them and say thank you and to be in presence and to be in (laughs) gratitude like literally the least you can do like the fact that we're here freely having a conversation could Mm -hmm. freely connect through technology could freely be in each other's space like this is a privilege this is a Yes, it's a pressure. Look at you! Don't you start crying? No, truly, and I, I, I'm trying not to. I know I do get emotional too. I do get very emotional, and that's what sometimes happens when we first start working with our ancestors. A lot of their pains and their traumas come up and out through us because they have not been addressed, and they did not get the chance to address it while they were living. And so, if they're still here in spirit, able to help us, or able to be around. That's what first comes out through us. And then from there, we begin to experience just laughter and peace and and just calmness over ourselves and any situations we may be going through. But when we first start connecting to our ancestors, uh, like I said, a lot of their pains and traumas come pouring out with through us and we'll have a lot of tears and we'll have a lot of release because we're giving them the opportunity through us as as our family to move some of that out of their own spirit, of their own experiences. And so they can be elevated and lifted in love and light and be in a position to help us. Yes. Yes. And um, as you were speaking, the word that was coming to me is just also like a, uh, like a collective cleansing, like cleansing of you, cleansing of, of them. Like you said, being able to release and let go. Uh, I think once you get into that space of the healing where you get into that energetic space, it's like a next level. (laughs) Like, like, Oh, you thought you don't have a choice. (laughs) 
Right. Like you thought life was she ready. Let's go. Right. And it's not gonna be peaches and cream, but know that you are held, you're supported, and you're Mm -hmm. just uh deeply connected. So just thank you for articulating that so well. Um and opening the space for those listening. And I think maybe a follow-up question for those listening that are curious but don't know where to start or have apprehensions or even just are open what is something that maybe you'll like suggest um for them to continue their spirit of like inquiry okay is is it with um now is this with connection to ancestors Uh, how they would continue their connection with their ancestors or with themselves uh, I guess maybe to ancestors since we were speaking about it. Yeah. It's like maybe mm-hmm. if someone was listening to this conversation and it's just like, okay, maybe they had. How, how can I start? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So um, one thing you can do to just establish your connection with your ancestors. Now, a lot of times we hear the saying that we are the altar and I just made a post on this, but in order for us to even access ourselves as the altar, meaning being able to differentiate our thoughts and our ancestors thoughts because our ancestors speak through us. So in order to even get to that level, you do need a physical altar up so that you can create this this energetic space mm-hmm. for your connection and to be able to exercise this muscle it's like a muscle it's like a spiritual energetic muscle that we have to go back and get connect and build yeah because it has since been removed from us but it is something that is done ancestor veneration is done throughout the world mm-hmm. ancestor veneration is done throughout african people chinese people indian people many indigenous peoples this does not solely have to do with us as black people. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's all over. You'll, yes. you'll see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what we can do as African-Americans, black people is set up a little table, put a white cloth down. You can light a white candle, have a glass of water. And if you want to offer any food or anything or any type of liquor, you know, your ancestors might like, you can pour them up some. Mm -hmm. You can sit there. And this is the first day that you'll do. This is the Mm -hmm. very first thing that you'll do. And you can sit there and you can acknowledge them. You can say, you know, I'm so grateful to be here. I'm honored to be here. I send peace, love and healing and light to my ancestors. Thank you for paving the way. I want you to know that everything that you sacrificed was not in vain. I want you to know that I love you. I'm here for you. I care for you. I care about your spirit. I care about your soul mm-hmm. and I'm here to help you elevate in our lineage, elevate as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you can take that time just to sit there and have a heartfelt conversation, acknowledge them in the in what they have done. And you can get a little tea light candle. Don't have to be a big white mm-hmm. candle. You just let it burn, you know, and then just let it go out. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the first things that you can do to just setting up your ancestor altar and energetic space to really pour love into them and yourself. Right. 
It's so crazy what alignment does. I was literally talking to my partner about how, like, we need to go find a wooden. I need to find a wooden table. I need to, because we just moved. Um, Like, I don't have an altar in this space literally today. (laughs) And, you know, we didn't plan to have this conversation. We didn't even plan to have that question specifically. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm going to also receive this as affirmation, like, sis, tomorrow, you got time tomorrow, go get that altar. And right. Create that space. Um, because before in like our other apartment, I had like my um like my nightstand and I I didn't it was small. I didn't have a lot of space, even though at that point I was thinking too small because you can go in your closet. Like, you know, I can't it doesn't have to be a whole mm-hmm. thing. But now that I have space, I want to make it, you know, a whole thing. Um, right. Not that you have the space. But if you don't have the space, work with what you have. I heard people put their, their stuff in a shoebox because they had to hide it. Maybe they had roommates or anything, you know, like if you don't have a space where you feel comfortable leaving it out, you can put it into like a shoebox that has a lid. Mm-hmm. And you can open up this shoebox and light this candle and everything when you're ready to pray and spend your time with your ancestors. They were always about working with what you got, utilizing what you have. Yes, okay. Literally. So you don't have to have this elaborate, fancy thing to start out. If you got something small, that's fine too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got you. Thank you for also sharing that for individuals that may also say like, hey, I don't have the funds or the even space to, um, you know, to build this altar. But where can I start? So shoebox. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, OK, respecting time. <laughs> um, so you have all these. Well, before I ask my next question, I want to ask for people like myself that didn't know what the what is a hoodoo woman? What does that mean? A hoodoo woman is actually, if I'm being quite frank, is an African-American woman. Oh. Because (laughs) most African-American men or women, Mm -hmm. we are mixed. We are not just solely African. Mm -hmm. We have Native in us. Mm -hmm. Some of us have white in us. And we also have African in us. So it is a mixture of more so the Native and African practices being able to utilize what we have here on Earth or what we had here when we moved, uh, when we traveled across the waters and came here. Mm -hmm. So essentially, a hoodoo person is someone who practices their ancestral, you can say magic, or you can say just, you know, honoring our indigenous practices. And being able to utilize energy in our ancestors and any loving spirits or beings that want to come through that want to work with us to help us transform our lives, help us transform other people's lives and to help us heal and grow. It's all about healing. Hoodoo at the root and at its core is healing work. We utilize herbs. We utilize our ancestors Mm -hmm. and we utilize earth, natural elemental spirits and energy to bring about healing and transformation in our lives. Now, um, we had many of us, you know, we came from Africa. A lot of us came from like Nigeria and stuff like that. And so Nigeria has its own practice, um, many of them, which, but one in particular that is home to uh, Nigeria is Mm Ifi. And so a lot of us came with our own gods, like the Orishas. We didn't come with, 
uh, Jesus. Mm -hmm. So we came with our own gods, like the Arishas and the Arishas, you know, taught our people ways on how to work with the land and how to work with the herbs and the earth and stuff like that. And the, and the people who were, you know, in place as the leaders to teach others about the Orishas and things. And we have so many other uh, ATRs in, you know, in Africa, but that was this, well, I'm speaking a lot from my lineage and a lot from mm -hmm. us who traveled across the oceans in the diaspora. So um, we come with that. We came with that knowledge and we had to work and do certain things for ourselves to be able to like protect ourselves as much as we can or get away from the slave master and things like that, or try to trick them or, you know, protect our babies or just anything that we can do mm -hmm. to help ourselves. And so we came with this magic and this, this knowing on how to do certain things, but we didn't have the tools mm -hmm. like we had back in Africa. So we had to contact our native Americans who were also spiritual they had their own spiritual thing going on with their own ancestors and their own tribes. Mm -hmm. And so then they gave us things and they taught us things and it kind of just transformed into hoodoo. So hoodoo is most definitely rooted as an African-American practice because it is so blended mm. and versus how you would do voodoo or you would do e5 that is you know specifically to like uh haiti or specifically to like nigeria mm -hmm. so people really don't know and i think it's really starting to come up and out for us mm -hmm. that it is specifically an african-american practice yeah. <laughs> wow yeah okay i need to do some more research and like tap into tap into that understanding and the practices so yes Thank you for yes. opening that portal for me to kind of dive in. <laughs> yes, yes. And and we have our own specific um, spirits that work with us and walk with us. One specifically known as High John the Conqueror. You might have heard of that. But High John the Conqueror is a deity that is that traveled with us um, across the ocean to help protect us, to help take care of us, brought laughter when he could and he also tricked the slave master mm -hmm. so that we could escape or revolt or you know it was just the spirit that came with us lovingly mm -hmm. and to help us and so we have our own <laughs> things that <Right>. we do <laughs> as, as african-americans because no we're not just african anymore mm -hmm. we're not just native anymore mm -hmm. you know we're blended so through all of this, we birthed hoodoo. Yes. I feel like after every time you speak, I'm like, girl, you got to go into some deep thought. Because I'm wondering, I come from Caribbean background. Like, I am mm -hmm. the only, like, my, like, siblings and cousins were, like, the first generation born in America. <laughs> so... I'm curious, like, I need to do my own deep diving and understanding to see where my ancestors came from and how I can mm -hmm. continue to honor them and practice. But I feel very comfortable and sure in knowing that that understanding will, one, come when it needs to, and two, as I build my altar and get all the things. Yes. So. Mm -hmm. And it's such an exciting journey for us because we are so loved. You know, yeah. like, we have no idea yes. how loved we are because we are the people that rose 
from hell. Okay, let's just put it like we are the people who made it and now we are influencing the world. Can you imagine what the ancestors are looking at us like? <laughs> right. Let's, let's keep it going. <laughs> yes. <you know? laughs> yes. So, Miss Divinity, you do all the beautiful things, right? You have all these offerings. And how does someone like you find time for balance, find time to breathe, to be so graceful? Like, I almost thought I lost all the files. And you're like, we're good. It's okay. There's nothing to stress about. All is well. <laughs> Girl, I have two kids. So for one, I'm a single mother of a two-year-old and a four-year-old. Oh, so I have goodness. learned when times of stress how to bring it back. <laughs> Even if I got everybody looking at me, bring it back. Yes. <laughs> but I just take time out in nature. Honestly, uh, I spend a lot of time grounding myself. I spend a lot of time at the river. I host river cleanses here. Uh, I have a group uh, with a couple other ladies called Spiritual Sisters of Atlanta. You can check us out. Um, and so I help, I help host river cleanses once a month and at the beginning of the month so we could come and commune together and just release what we need to let go and pull in what we need to pull in. And we give offerings to the spirits that are working with us and helping us there and loving on us. We give offerings to our ancestors as well. And this is also just teaching women how to tap more into their power and work with their ancestors and work with the earth and, you know, utilize all these beautiful tools that we have around us to really have some inner peace about how we operate and go about things on this earth and when we're dealing with things on our day-to-day life. So honestly, I started going to the river years before I even had... um, started hosting this but it was just called to say it's time for other people to step in and enjoy everything that's been created here and now everybody goes to this place to leave offerings to spend time with nature to commune when i'm not even there you know they're they are there having uh-huh. a good time and i love it because it's such a protected space and it's a space that spirit knows that we come to to release to feel like we have love and, and guidance and to have that, not to just feel, but to have love and guidance and just to really release it and let it go there and mm-hmm. carry on about our day because the river is moving water. Mm-hmm. And so what moving water does is it cleanses and it clears. Mm. That's all. That's what we need. <laughs> Yeah. And it sounds like such a beautiful divine space. How does one even find such a sacred blessed space? Well, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, guided. Yeah. We'd be guided a lot of the times to come there. And then after we start doing what we do and spending our own personal times, then you start to hear them hear the message like, okay, let's bring other people here. Yeah. And honestly, it's it's a it's a little ducked off place. Uh, we're in a black neighborhood. Essentially, mm-hmm. we're in an all black neighborhood where I like on your Georgia. Mm-hmm. And that's also what makes it very comfortable is because this place is in a black neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It's right down the street from um, what's that mega church called that everybody loves? Um, it was I'm like Bishop Florida Eddie Mar- Newburgh. <laughs> oh, okay. It's right down the street from Newburgh. Okay. So <laughs> right. I was about to say, I'm like, I'm a Florida baby. I really don't know. <laughs> and everybody loves, right? It's right down the street from New Bar. Okay. It's an all black area. It's in a very nice area. 
you know, this is our space here in Lithonia. And so we spend a lot of time here just with the natural resources that we have here. We feel very comfortable here with doing what we do. Got you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Love that. Um, okay, so you talked about kind of going to that sacred space to cleanse your energy. So that kind of brings me to my next question. You do all this energy work. People may randomly find you on TikTok and want offerings that you don't even know. So how do you yourself ensure that you cleanse the energy or energies that um, you're, you're working through with other people? Okay, and, the, and that come into my home <laughs> that are all around. Because people come here, and there's been clients who have found me off TikTok, mm-hmm. and they come to my house, you oh, know, wow. and they have, yes, and they have a good, a phenomenal healing session. Uh-huh. And um, what I do is I have, like, step-by-step processes every day mm-hmm. to cleanse and clear the energy out my home. Gotcha. Um, this is kind of like, a, this is like a hoodoo thing that we do. Uh, we place a glass of clear water up underneath our bed. It's cool water because we want it to be as close to nature as possible. Mm-hmm. You think about the rivers and the oceans, it's not really hot. It's kind of cold. <laughs> and, and we place this water in a clear glass under our bed. And water holds energy. Water is known to cleanse and clear. It also is very, it holds emotions as well. So when we put this under our bed when we're sleeping, it's, it's kind of sucking in and all that, you know, extra excess energy that we have on us. Mm-hmm. And then we're supposed to be emptying this water out like every first of the week and refreshing it. And so then from there, there are different smudgings. There are layers of smudgings that I do in my home. Every time somebody's in my home, I have to open a window to make sure that the energy has a, has somewhere to go, so I have somewhere to leave. And when I smudge, I open a window so I have somewhere to go and leave. I have many protective barriers around my home. So sometimes people will come with a lot on them. And in the beginnings of my journey, I was concerned. And I would ask my mentor, you know, how, what am I going to do? Like, you know, people are releasing things in my home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, how do I have... But then, you know, it was understood to me when you have your ancestor altars up, and this is just what I learned through practice. When you have your ancestor altar up, that's your first line of defense. Mm-hmm. That's your first protective spirits and energy that hold you down, period. Right. This is day home. You know what I'm saying? And you come in with that. No, no, yeah. ma'am, no, sir. If you come in <laughs> with craziness, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to listen, I want to do right. Mm-hmm. That don't even, I haven't even dealt with anything like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Not client wise. Mm-hmm. And so then when the clients come, you know, besides that, it's peaceful. There is aromatherapy going on. There is music going on. There is all these calming and soothing um, spiritual modalities to help people relax and be at ease. And so I can move this energy through and out of them with the Tibetan bowls Mm -hmm. and it also helps myself because anytime I'm doing sound therapy on them, I'm getting the cleanse too, you know, cleansing together. Mm -hmm. So we just have to make sure you keep windows open for things to leave. Mm -hmm. We're doing this type of work or doors. If you have a house, you would probably keep your back door open or something. Um, And we make sure we're praying we're, we're, Mopping our floors with uh, certain herbs and things to help the vibrations and the energy in our home. And we're smudging and stuff. So 
everybody that comes in here in my home tells me they can feel an energetic shift. I mm-hmm. mean, even the maintenance men be like, I can feel it. In here. <laughs> yeah. That speaks yeah. to itself, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, and you know, like what I say, my children are here and stuff, but they're not here. My clients are here, of course. Um, and so they... I don't I don't see anything change between them. Like if my children were to be very agitated or aggravated all the time in this space, I would be concerned Mm -hmm. that I was not being able to cleanse and clear the energy that was on people. But whatever people have on them and they come in here, it don't even want to stay here. Right. Like it doesn't want to stay in my space. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So essentially, like I said, that's why we open the doors and the windows. We give it somewhere to leave. Got you. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And as you were speaking, I was also just kind of thinking of, you know, just receiving what you attract. So you don't attract any of that negative energy. So even with individuals who have, you know, heavy traumas or things going on, Mm -hmm. like you said, your ancestors got your back. Your own energy is a defense mechanism to Mm -hmm. not even keep that type of energy here. So that's not even a problem because right, protected. I used to be so concerned about working out of my home, but then I realized my home is like my safe haven. It's like, I used to have a studio that I operated out of, but I couldn't really lock down and protect that studio everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like my home feels so much more comfortable that I can tell if something was out of balance, I would know immediately. If something shifted, like a a sixth sense, you know? Mm -hmm. So I actually found that working out of my home was was best for me. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. so like beautiful for you to even honor that because that was going to be my next question. Like most people are just like, hey, work, even if it is healing work is over here. My home is my safe space, your sacred space. And I think you presented the opportunity for the for both to be true. Like the duality, this could still be my safe space. Mm-hmm. And because it's my safe space, that's why I also feel comfortable working in it as well. Exactly. I feel comfortable working in it. It's not stuff, stuff can't come in here that shouldn't belong it can't stay here like I put so much energy into this space every day it's mine it's like yeah. I'm not sharing it with any uh, anybody else any other industry or any other co-working space yeah where I can't control what they're doing or what they have going on you know mm-hmm. so it, it's been it's been really good because like I said I did have a studio space but my home turned out to be much better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Made me money on top of that. I was about to say that. You're already paying for it. <laughs> right, right. right. So, and then to be honest, you can write it off anyways. So Okay, like, exactly. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like, I can, I can, I can lift the spiritual energy in my home before a client comes. Yeah. And have it set up in a space where they will just be so relaxed as soon as they open walking through the door. When they walk through my door, they're always like, oh, my God, it's so nice. I'm like, it's for you. Lay down. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I can only imagine how that transcends to you and your energy, because like you said, you're already feeling safe. You're not stressed from driving in traffic or having to time manage because you got to run home and come back like you are already mm-hmm. here. There's nothing to stress about. There's nothing to worry about because you're already exactly where you need to be. Exactly. And it's people who will enter my own home and they will just 
say thank you to my spirits first. They they will bow at my door. They will take, they automatically take off their shoes. They're just, they can feel it. And so they come in here and they're like, thank you. You know, I thank you for allowing me to be here. Like it's, like I said, I was concerned because this is where I sleep. But then I learned that it was the best thing that I could do for myself. Yeah, got you. I need to make it to Atlanta. Like, I definitely do. I already told you your next um, workshop. I definitely want to learn as much as I can so that I can be the best version of myself and to be able to pour into others how you're pouring into me and other people. So again, thank mm-hmm. you so much for your work. Thank you for thank the you. offerings that you provided on here. Like if if you know that you brought you dropped a lot of gems. This should be paid services if we're being honest. Like you dropped so many <laughs> beautiful gems and like offerings and tools that are readily available right now that you can literally do in this moment. So again, thank you so much for providing that to me and my listeners. Um, so honestly, I was just going to ask you, my last question is if anybody who doesn't even know where to start on their healing journey, what would you, or where would you recommend for one to start? Because there's so many beautiful mm-hmm. things, like you said, from being able to smudge your home to sound healing to cleansing mm-hmm. to all the things to meditation. Like, where would one even start? Where I would start uh, as a newbie, just getting in on my spiritual journey. And this is, you know, helpful because this is exactly what I did. <laughs> I realized I was practicing Kudu before I even knew that it was called hoodoo, you know? Mm -hmm. So one thing you can do is just find you a nice piece of nature, just a nice grassy field. Um, Maybe you can take a hike anywhere. And I want you to just lay out, take a, take a blanket, lay out and look at the sky, look at the clouds and then close your eyes and breathe deeply. And just spend time communing with nature, connecting yourself to the earth, um, to the earth spirits, to the energy that comes out of the sky, to all of these beautiful natural elements around us. You want to be as close to nature as you can. Mm -hmm. And you just simply breathe, you relax, and then you'll start to feel like this wave of peace and calmness wash over you. Mm -hmm. And when you start to feel that, that's when you know that you're connecting and you're communing with nature. It's going to be a very honest and prevalent and straightforward type of energy that you feel mm-hmm. because the earth knows you there. The spirits know you are there. Just the energy knows that you're there. So that's how I would begin my journey is just sitting down, relaxing in nature mm-hmm. and seeing what it feels like to have waves of energy and loving energy wash over me. Gotcha. And that's what kind of really sparked and moved me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the things. <laughs> Got you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, er, nature has been such a, and I would love to be like, oh, it's because it's the earth sign. But really, I think any sign, anybody can really benefit from nature. It's our home. But um, 
Nature yes. has been such a pivotal tool and um, guide for my journey. When you were saying that, I'm like, oh, laying on the grass and like sunbathing is a vibe right now. Like, Isn't I, it? I it's feel like I haven't. Vibe. I'm like, I haven't done it in a week and I feel like I haven't done it in months. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it, and it keeps you coming back and it keeps you wanting more. And it's good for you. It's good for your spirit, your soul, your whole physical well-being. Like, it's it's so good for you all all the way around. And so that's why when people ask me, what is the first thing? A lot of people want to jump to working with deities, calling in this, calling in that, working this, working that. But you don't even know what energy feels like when it washes over you. Mm-hmm. And so when you work with these different spirits or entities or deities, you have to know what energy feels like. They are energetic beings. So you have to tap into the most natural and the most rawest form of energy and that is first with nature once you get an idea what that feels like and how that moves you and transforms you then you go to different levels but we don't just start (laughs) at calling in you know unless it is your lineage that's it yes beautiful (laughs) full circle moment because like you said in the beginning we sometimes forget about step abc and we're already Mm -hmm. on xyz so (laughs) exactly I, I always get surprised or I act like I'm surprised by source and spirit, but just like, no, why are you surprised? Just like, like they got, mm-hmm. there's no reason to be surprised. I mean, a beautiful full circle moment, especially mm-hmm. as we're getting to the end. If you can plug in any social medias, I will link them all in um, our show notes, any offerings you're providing, any services. Mm-hmm. I know you have oh, the workshop coming up. Yes, I do have a workshop on with healing with t- traditional Tibetan bowls. Um, we're going to be practicing how to heal with the Tibetan bowls. I'm going to show you how to do it because a lot of people don't know that I've been working with singing bowls for 10 years. And I have, and when I lived in Thailand in Phuket, I taught English in Bangkok. Once I graduated college, I moved outside of this country and I traveled the world. And when I was living in Phuket, Thailand, um, I took a class and kind of like a course on the singing bowls because I loved it. And I was so amazed that I found it here and and I found authentic bowls, different from what was being sold in America. It felt different. It moved differently and it just transformed my life. And so that's why I brought it back here from what I have learned throughout my travels. So I teach people how to heal the ancient traditional way mm-hmm. <laughs> with these singing bowls. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's what the class is about. <laughs> okay. All right. Any social media plugs? Yes. Y'all can find me on TikTok at Shrine of Divinity. You can find me on IG at Shrine of Divinity and make sure you put one underscore after that, <laughs> Shrine of Divinity underscore. And then you can also visit my website. It's um, www.shrineofdivinity.com. You can find everything linked through there if you're concerned, because I have a lot of scam pages, y'all. <laughs> so, so you can go through there. And yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you saw my YouTube as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, I'm on YouTube as Hill Travel Love. Okay. Yeah. All right. And again, I will put all of that information on the show notes. My absolute last question is, do you have an affirmation or maybe even a quote to provide my listeners? Yes. The affirmation I have for you all 
with this uh, particular session is going to be, I am ready to step into my power. Ooh, ooh okay. Yes. I'm ready to step into my power. And so yes. it is. Okay. Yes. So when you feel ready and you know that you're ready, the energy starts to move. Yes. Energy starts to move. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. oh, Mr. Vinny, thank you so much for being on this podcast, for your grace with the technical difficulties, for your <laughs> offerings. Like, I'm, I'm so thankful to be in connection with you and Energetic Exchange. Thank you for your offerings, what you provide to the community, helping all of us heal, sending abundance and peace and love your way and with everything and everyone that you touch. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Alrighty, love. What did I tell you? Amazing, right? Amazing. It was a space of ascension, of knowledge, of just great energy. And again, I really feel like all of our episodes are, but I don't know. I could be biased. <laughs> Anyways, please be sure to follow Miss Divinity on all social media platforms. Again, they will be linked in our description show notes. Also, please be sure to check out her website as she has beautiful offerings. And that could be really a, a really beautiful addition to whatever practices, spiritual practices, healing practices that you already have, just to kind of turn it up a notch or just to get another another space of insight, another perspective. And again, really just to take your current level of healing up a notch. So anyways, I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode and I will see you guys next week for our next episode, our next amazing dope conversation. Also, be sure to check out our Wednesday episodes. We do a short anywhere between 10 to, well, 5 to 15 minutes of guided meditation. So be sure to check out those episodes as well, where there's very minimal talking. You guys know I'm a talker. I'm a podcaster. So why not be a talker? (laughs) Uh, But really minimal to no conversation and really just a safe space to have some stillness. So, alrighty, y'all. I hope you guys have a blessed week. Namaste. Thank you, my loves, for taking the time out to listen and join the conversation. I really hope you all enjoyed it. Please don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast. If you've done so already and you like the vibes, be sure to write a review wherever you're listening to Shots of Serenity. It truly helps. Also, feel free to email or DM us with any recommendations, questions, comments, or concerns. Our email is shotsofserenity at gmail.com. Our Instagram is shotsofserenity underscore. And those are all spelled the exact same way it is spelled on our podcast. I'll see you guys next episode. Thanks again for listening. Peace and blessings to you all and your families. And I hope you all have an amazing week. Bye-bye.